Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. My dog's wagging tail broke not one, but two wine glasses right off my coffee table this week. Well, yesterday my cat's biting issues reached a whole new level when he bit my boob. An ex of mine texted me a new number who dis after I just checked in. We went out for two years. I stepped directly onto a large cactus right after I told myself to watch out for said cactus. It'll happen. Have such a good day. world and welcome to another fun field edition of have such a good day episode 37 can you believe that we are getting old we're getting up there we're getting over the hill yeah we're (laughs) we're almost dead uh you know what's weird you know when someone says like think of a number between one and a hundred it doesn't happen that often but you know what i mean yeah i always think of the number 37 what is that i this is going to be really weird. Okay. However. Embracing myself. Back in the days when we all read Sweet Valley High. Loved those books. Jessica's favorite number was 37. That is so funny. And it kind of came up because, uh-huh. you know, all the episodes sort of were, were they were, they would repeat themselves. Yeah. You know how like Elizabeth and Jessica were like twins, but like one had a mole and one didn't. Like they told you the same thing in like the first three, um, you know, like yeah. pages of every single episode or, or uh, um, uh, not episode because it wasn't actually a show, although it probably was. Anyway, probably books. eventually. But yeah, it was like that was her number. It's and so, like, it became mine. That's so funny because I think about this a lot, like how you remember really random things from the past that you're like, why do I remember that? Yeah. You know? Like, what is that? Hello, and helicopter. Well, hello. <laughs> Looks like somebody's in trouble <laughs> in the L.A. greater area. Well, there's probably some kind of car chase. Probably. Well, you know, um, I've, I've for anybody who is listening we're also on a video podcast here but Heather and I live in a part of town where it's very sort of serene and you might be mistaken for thinking you kind of live in the country but we're near a bunch of highways mm-hmm. we in are. fact quite a few of them yep. and in the morning when the helicopters are circling I'm always sort of like is someone in trouble or are we just doing you know the 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 rounds the traffic at 10 yeah because yeah. the helicopters you know they do like aerial stuff mm-hmm. like to like help people understand what the commute is like so helicopters are sort of a police state way of life at least in our neck of the woods oh definitely it's very and i don't remember it being that way up in the bay area so much but i mean no. i know there's a lot of there's quite a bit of crime here and they're you know they're looking for for people looking doing for the bad perps. things on the ground when i lived in venice which was gosh i mean six months ago i still lived there god is that right 
how time flies. It really does. But it was, there were also lots of helicopters, because I don't know, the beach, beaches are weird. But also it was the Coast Guard. Mm. So half the time it was LAPD, and half the time they were just doing tests. Well, I feel safe. So you got used to the helicopters overhead, (laughs) yes. As you're sunbathing, wave hello to your neighbor. And I'm glad I have uh, noise-canceling headphones. Oh, man. Anyway, you guys, welcome to the show, our show, where we unpack the absurdity for you about everyday adult life, because we all know it's ridiculous. Man, life is comedy. (laughs) You just never know what you're going to get when you wake up. Because if you can't laugh about it, you'd probably cry. (laughs) Uh, And it might be one of those shows today. Um, Heather and I, you know, we we, we got through another week. Um, We're so happy to have all of you here. Got lots of stuff to talk about. But for anybody who's at the $5 and up Patreon level, Heather, what are we going to get into in our bonus topic this week? This one's kind of, this is kind of neat. I'm excited to talk about this one. If you were guaranteed to be successful in a different profession, what would you want to do? Ooh, okay. All right. So (laughs) when the podcasting thing goes to hell, what would be our second or third career? Yeah. I have like a second and third and fourth, I think. I have, I've got a good answer for this one and I'll save it for for later. It's, 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 yeah. I, I, it's, well, okay. Well, that we'll we'll get to that later. Okay, sounds good. Well, how was your week? How's your week been, Sarah? Oh, it's been fine. Um, it has. <laughs> can't you tell? Yes, it's been it's been busy. I'm mm-hmm. um, busy with work, which is a great thing. I um, I had my mom visiting last weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, right after we did the show last week, she was actually with us, but you couldn't see her at the time. She's a little she's a little camera shy, and we had such a fun. Just sort of mom and daughter weekend, which we always do. When I go up to see my mom, she doesn't live in the childhood house I grew up in, but she lives close to where that was. So it's like, it's kind of same old same. Mm-hmm. You know, I sit on the couch, I demand food, I might see some childhood friends. You know, sometimes I don't get out of my pajamas till 4 p.m. And my mom starts <laughs> bugging me about it and we fight. And, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's just mom's house. <laughs> When she comes to my house, it's sort of like, oh, we're in L.A., let's do fun things. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know, go somewhere new, mm-hmm. which we did over the weekend. Uh, we, we did some fun adventures, and she was a real trooper, and we, you know, took Otis on long walks and saw nature and um, went to the Huntington Library, which if anyone has ever been there before, you already know that it's amazing. Um, but Heather had told me about it beforehand, and it is the place to take some an outer tanner. Isn't like, it neat? It's really it's cool. Stunning. Yeah, it's it's um, it's it is a library that has a lot of sort of rare editions of of old books. That actually doesn't really. Eh, there's some art there too. Yeah, there is. Yeah, stuff. quite a bit. There's 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 a lot of there's a lot of shit there. But for the most part. It's like this huge, like hundreds of acres of gardens, and it's like desert rose garden. There's like a huge yeah. variety: Japanese, Chinese, Australian, mm-hmm. subtropical. Then you got the like conservatory, which is like all humid and indoors, mm-hmm. and it was the coolest. Isn't it the coolest? Yeah. So if you're if you're in the LA area, you look up Huntington Library. It's in Pasadena, and I promise you, you will not regret it unless you hate nature. In then fact, you will. It will probably make you have such a good day because yeah. you know it's like one of those things where you're like, I don't know what to do today, and I need to get out, but I, I want to be cheered up. Go to the Huntington Garden. Yeah, it's like one of those things. Really, you know? and, and what the part of town that we live in is is not far from there. Fifteen minute drive. Um, it would have been a huge trek from where I used to live. Mm-hmm. So, 
you know, I'm kind of just embracing. I'm embracing it. all of the all of these things. I love Pasadena. Yeah. So what about you? How was your week? Oh, it's been good. I mean, you know, I, I had a great kind of longish weekend. I went on a trip um, over kind of like Sunday to Wednesday. Um, went out to first actually went out to see the Super Bloom, which I've been talking about which everybody's been talking about sure um this is where like a lot of the california poppies are like you know there there's literally carpets of them all over like the hills uh, kind of on the way to san diego kind of east southeast anyway went to a place called um lake elsinore walker canyon kind of area i mean it really was what everyone's talking about it's just like really cool to see it yeah, in like, person yeah there's a lot of people though color yeah it's gorgeous and um and didn't trample on any flowers i don't really <laughs> understand why people were doing that because there's plenty of like places to take pictures and whatever but super fun we we took off from there and went to joshua tree which if you haven't been to joshua tree very magical place hmm. really different environment mm-hmm. um but beautiful desert that's also you know there's a lot of bloom out there too like a lot of the cactuses are blooming but you can there's a lot of cool rock formations you know people rock climb there mm-hmm. and you, I saw a lot of people like roped up but you can boulder you can just kind of like climb over rocks you know kind of on a low level and it's really fun really cool scene um stayed in a place called pioneer town went to pappy and harriet's it's a cute little roadside venue bar super fun met some new people it was a great time I highly recommend a road trip also to um, improve your life. I think there probably are a couple of people who might be listening or watching and saying, oh, Joshua Tree, I thought that was just a U2 album. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real place. It's kind of a weirdly named place. It is. Well, because the trees are called Joshua Trees. Sure. But but I, I, I think a lot of people are like, oh, that's a destination. Yeah, like I putting two, realize, two together. Yeah, yeah that no, was I agree. what it was. If you're living under a big old rock. I also like the name Joshua. It's a good name. It's it's a classic. Yeah. That name was pretty popular in in high school or in like grammar school. For <laughs> we're me. still we're still in our name popularity. We're obsessed. Kick. We are. <laughs> yeah. No. I think Joshua. Well, again, Bible, uh, but um, I think it. Yeah, had a resurgence mm-hmm. somewhat recently. Mm-hmm. And Josh, Joshy. Oh, I have a friend who has a kid named Josh. Actually, Joshy. That's pretty That's cute. cute. It's cute. Yeah. For, yeah for Josh. A kid. Just Joshin'. <laughs> Don't know where that came from. <laughs> Uh, okay, so the <laughs> oh, where do I start with this? So I wanted to talk about a couple things. So are we familiar with the company Theranos? I am now. Okay, so Theranos was a company, and I'm using it in the past tense because it's gone through a whole lot of shit. But um, it, it just to to for brevity's sake, the idea was it was a company that was founded by this woman Elizabeth Holmes, um, who had. Uh, supposedly invented a way to instead of having to go and get blood taken mm-hmm. from the phlebotomy lab you know where, and there's insurance blah 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 you could prick your finger mm-hmm. um you know f- uh, safely and you know a lot less invasive and then send it in mm-hmm. and it would be used as a blood sample mm-hmm. for lots of different things mm-hmm. you know and there there it was designed to be cheaper more effective um, less painful less painful better results mm-hmm. the whole thing was like it was engineered to be this we've we've we're, we're going to literally reimagine the idea of taking blood out of a human's body mm-hmm. and being able to get some data out of that and in quicker too because i think you could quickly diagnose and sure. m- move on you know right it was it was it was too good to be true and funny enough it was um elizabeth holmes 
was the founder of this company, there have been documentaries, mm-hmm. many articles written about the her, her fall from grace uh, because, and allegedly, and many people believe this was all just a huge ruse, mm-hmm. um, a, a, an attempt to swindle a lot of money out of a lot of really powerful people mm-hmm. with a product that was known by some, not many, to not work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so whether or not she thought that it would like eventually work down the road, like yeah. maybe her intentions were good, sure. but that's not how you run a business. Mm-hmm. And it's certainly not how you run a business when people's lives are at stake, of course. which they are when mm-hmm. you're trying to, you know, figure out when if somebody's blood, blood is fucked yeah. up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, you just don't mess around with, 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 with health. Anyway, there are a lot of, you know, things that it's weird because, and I have weird feelings about this whole thing because it's like, okay, she's a... You know, very young, um, kind of pretty um, woman. Well-educated. Well-educated, but like sort of like, you know, seemed sort of like a savant. Mm -hmm. And people were sort of like, whoa, what's up with this, you know, uh, this woman? She's standing out in a sea of nerds, that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. It's, you know, your sort of typical like, ooh, Silicon Valley, uh, um, you know, sort of rogue person. Like black turtlenecks. Black turtlenecks and was sort of kind of quoting Steve Jobs all the time yeah. but like changing it slightly like she definitely was playing the game mm-hmm. but what I found interesting about this and the story is deep and it's actually pretty pretty messed up um, so if you haven't heard about the Theranos story I encourage you to read up on it just to see how weird it is but one of the things that the media coverage of this which has been quite a bit again you know it's like she's a woman she's going to get attention was that she had lowered her voice mm-hmm. and the 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 criticism was that it was done intentionally because there's sort of like audio and and some artifacts of her earlier days yeah. of you know maybe not even starting Theranos but even before that where she's on record as having just a little bit more of a normal voice now changing her voice a little bit is like not unlike maybe dropping an accent. Or like the vocal fry stuff to sound sexier or... We agree. Well, I don't know if anybody thinks vocal fry <laughs> makes you sound sexier. But but yeah, or, or if you think, um, I've got a friend who, uh, who I grew up with who's a news anchor. Her voice, mm-hmm. and I won't say her name because I'm not going to call you out, but her voice on the news uh-huh. is completely different voice it's not her voice she literally puts that on for hours every single day and then when she's off air she switches back to like how we sound yeah. which is like a normal person mm-hmm. it happens it's not that weird it yeah. depends on your job sure some people don't care about this some people think it's very strange but what uh elizabeth holmes had done is lowered her voice in a weird way it creeped me out and it is clearly affected and you kind of go like I doubt that's really how you talk, mm-hmm. but I don't understand the outrage mm-hmm. of everybody. Like, and she, on top of all of this, she changed her voice, which I'm like, that just is not a thing that bothered me about this story. And there, and there was like the eye thing. Like she never blinked. Like people were freaked out by her eyes. There was a lot of like physical stuff that people were taking right further than, you know, let's talk about I you guess, know, I, I the guess, story itself. Yeah. I guess my question to you is... If you knew that somebody had, let's say they're from the UK, mm-hmm. and for some reason they feel like uh, having more of an American accent will be more lucrative. Yeah. You know, I'm just spitballing. Sure. Like, would that bother you? Like, I just don't know why that would bother anybody that much. I feel like, God, I don't know. I feel like people 
people maybe are bored and they want something to kind of glom onto and to talk about online and to um, blow out of proportion. I suppose that's true. Anyway, Elizabeth Holmes, uh, you seem real weird. By the way, she um, <laughs> she got engaged recently, and there's this article in it's called it's like from like a bride publication like bride.com or something that i that i came across of course because i was doing a little research on on her for something else and she got engaged and the article is just like eviscerating her like like (laughs) it is like yeah you known swindler elizabeth holmes who went to burning man in august is now engaged to like some rich kid whose parents own like a restaurant chain or i don't know something like that it where and whoever wrote the article hates her ass and was kind of dragging her through the mud where I'm like, well, I mean, you know, people get engaged. Well, she's probably swindling that family, too. It's possible. And perhaps not blinking, which <laughs> makes you a lizard. <laughs> she is fascinating. Though the documentary on HBO that just came out is definitely worth a watch. It gives you, like, a good overview of what happened. I didn't know about that company when it first... Did you know about it way back when? Yeah. When I was working at TechCrunch, we were following okay. the kind of, like... catastrophic rise Mm -hmm. to fame that was happening you know where everyone's sort of like this is amazing is it real well turns out the answer is no well speaking of jumping on a i don't know media bandwagon okay um i went and saw the new jordan peele movie us Uh uh-huh all of you have probably heard about it there's you know it's everywhere it's all over online you know uh a lot of people are saying that um Jordan Peele is like the new master of horror, that he's equal parts Alfred Hitchcock and Wes Craven. Hmm. I don't agree with that. I, I'm not saying I don't like Jordan Peele. I like Jordan Peele. I like to get out. I like, um, you know, Key and Peele. I like some mm-hmm. of the skits he's done. I don't think he's not good at directing. Sure. I just think that he's not really a great screenwriter. And I think that this movie was was really disappointing on a lot of levels. And I think and I don't want to get into like reviewing the movie per se. What I wanted to bring up is that, you know, just how brilliant marketing can be and how Mm -hmm. it can really steer people into liking something. And I'm not saying people people can like the movie. A lot of people do like the movie. Yeah. In my mind, it is a mess on a lot of levels Hmm. and so I just you know there's a lot of articles out there kind of talking about how brilliant the marketing how it kind of sold his movie to the public I mean it did make 70 million in the first weekend Um, definitely a success oh yeah for sure and sometimes I just feel like the hype is you know sometimes things get so hyped sure and then you see it and it's and and, you know like I don't believe things like Rotten Tomatoes to me has really jumped the shark I don't believe their reviews I feel like they're always off in my mind so it's kind of hard to really know but they well it's an aggregate so it's like Mm -hmm. is it the the experts that are writing for various newspapers that you don't trust anymore it's kind of it's it's, I'll still I'll still trust a Rotten Tomato score to a point I tend to go to Metacritic now more because I Mm, feel like they're a little more critical I don't think that Rotten Tomatoes because Rotten Tomatoes is now part of Fandango and ever since that happened it kind of changed and Mm. I feel like they're a lot more easygoing on the reviews and I want something that's a little bit more critical Anyway, I mean, we're all suckers for great marketing. I I am also because I went to see the movie and I really wanted to see the movie. Um, You know, I feel like in general, you know, there's so much symbolism. You know, you've got the the gold scissors that were like 
I haven't seen the movie. Well, you've seen it on the posters. They're holding these gold no. scissors. Okay. Anyway, well, the marketing has not <laughs> not gotten to you, clearly. No. There's billboards all over LA. Yeah. But never you know, seen it's funny. The, so there's really no major ex explanation about why. So that's like their weapon, right? And then these like fancy gold s scissors that you'd maybe buy on Goop, you know? And it's like, why? Like, like to me, it's like they, they don't, yeah, sure, they, they stab and kill with them. But there's no reason no for I haven't seen this movie. You know, for why the scissors? I don't know. There's just like silly, silly stuff. There's some good pop cultural references that I think you'll think are, are funny. A couple good scares, lots of plot holes, major pacing problems. In my opinion, it's a you know kind of a fun popcorn movie. But I uh, was really disappointed, and I'm really surprised at you know I've seen a lot of bad reviews. A lot of people are panning it, but I think with the hype. You know, people like to jump on the bandwagon and it's like, oh, well, I want to be part of this cultural movement. Um, Jordan Peele is this, this, you know, uh, you know, new talent. And I think that there's there's a bandwagon thing going on here, in my opinion. I'd love to know what you guys think. Um, I've talked to some of you on Discord about it. I know a few of you have seen it, um, but I would love to know your opinions, even if you liked it. That's great. I won't judge you. Um, you know, write us at uh, <laughs> hi at have such a good day dot com. Please do. I don't know anything about this movie. Gold scissors means nothing to me. Don't know who's in it. Don't know what it's about. I know that um, I I enjoyed Get Out. I, in me fact, too. it's funny. The first time I saw it, I watched it with somebody, and he and I thought it was funny. We laughed a lot, mm -hmm. and then I had told another couple of friends. Like I was, we were, I don't know, like looking for something to watch on a Friday night or something. And I was like, let's watch Get Out. I'll watch it again. I liked it. It's mm -hmm. really funny. And at the end of the movie, they kind of both looked at me and they're like, that really wasn't funny. Mm -hmm. It was like a scary movie. It's and kind like, of like a thriller. Like psychological, yeah. you know. And I was like, you're right. I don't know why I thought that was funny. It, it really isn't funny. It took me a couple, tr a couple tries, which I think might speak to perhaps how you felt about us like maybe I don't know sometimes you you know you kind of like you go in with expectations and it'll sort of shape however you feel about the movie whether it was good or not or whatever I agree mm -hmm. um but um you know who knows maybe you'll see it again and think it was better I do I don't like scary movies I live alone and I can't sleep anyway and so I don't need nightmares but um I asked a couple of friends who really liked the movie oh interesting how scary is it and they were like slightly scarier than get out and I was like oh get out wasn't scary mm -hmm. to me mm -hmm. like that's not a movie that would like give me nightmares yeah but like if there's too much like rah, like that kind of stuff there's a fair amount of that I'm not really into that that's it's not good for my heart yeah I would say this is definitely more horror than get out yeah well okay but anyway, I guess I, loved... I know that there are gold scissors involved so I'll just you know wait for them there's there there are a couple funny bits but um but I'd really love to hear from you guys because I I feel very passionate about this but uh uh while we're on the subject patreon.com slash have such a good day please come check us out we are uh, weekly. We have as low as $1 a month tiers for you guys to kind of start out and see what we're all about. We're adding some new stuff in the next week or so. Um, and we'd love to we'd love to have you. In fact, we have a few new patrons I'd like to call out. Warm welcome to you. Dave Morrison. Hi, David. Chinami Worth. Hey, Chinami. Great name. Um, Kevin Silverman. Kevin, hey, Kevin with a Y. So welcome, you guys. We're so glad to have you. Yeah, and for anybody who's like, Patreon, what's going on? What's this $1 
business. Patreon.com slash have such a good day is how we actually make the show work. We are community supported 100%. Mm-hmm. And without uh, your help, we could not do this every week. So the more of you we have, the better the show is. We want to do more content. We want to offer more rewards. Uh, we have big dreams for the show, and we thank everybody who supports us. And if you're on the fence, consider consider a little donation. Um, you will help us, and we'll keep everyone abreast of our progress going forward. Absolutely, 100%. Hannah Passant. Right, what's next, Sarah? Well, uh, so Evan Spiegel. Does that name ring a bell to you? Yes. Do you know who that is? Mm-hmm. Snapchat CEO. Yep. So, and it has been for some time, sort of famously... Um, bit of a, you know, kind of a hard ass, kind mm-hmm. of a contrarian, mm-hmm. at least, you know, from from the reports of working inside the company, which I never have. And so that's that's who that is, right? Married to Miranda Kerr. Seems like things are going well for him. <laughs> uh, he's got a sister, Caroline, uh-huh. who I'd never heard of before. And people who are, you know, high in the tech sector have siblings. Uh, no big deal. Caroline Spiegel has uh, recently come out with what she calls... A porn experience, it's called Quinn, like Q-U-I-N-N, a porn experience uh, geared towards women mm-hmm. that she says is sort of a less kind of yucky porn hub. Mm. And what I mean by that, or I guess what she means by it, is not visuals based. Mm-hmm. So, okay, let's say I was in a mood mm-hmm. and I went to this platform which Uh is a social network as it's at least being described it would not be like pornographic video stuff Mm -hmm. but maybe it would be audio files or the written word or yeah some sort of a you know meet your neighbor type of thing but the whole point and you kind of go like what (laughs) that seems weird like isn't that like the whole point of porn is that like it's like online video and it's so easy to get but her story, and it's interesting. I mean, forget that she's Evan Spiegel's uh, sister, and they came from money. So, you know, they're just, that's that's there. Mm-hmm. She uh, has been very open about the fact that when she was in college, she had some body image issues, mm-hmm. uh, eating disorder stuff. Yeah. Um, and some of the whole porn industry kind of fed into that because mm-hmm. it's you know you, you kind of sure. look a certain way and you say certain things and your boobs are mm-hmm. what you know it's it's you know without getting too graphic like we all kind of know what that is mm-hmm. and it really sort of messed her up wow and she was like listen um i want to create something for women not all women are going to be like yeah i don't like porn visuals either but for women who feel like that whole sector of life is just off limits because yeah. it's like creepy and gross and makes you feel weird makes mm-hmm. you feel bad like whatever it is mm-hmm. uh she's like i just want to build something so that it's like a sex positive place for people who just like that's not working for them mm-hmm. even though it's supposedly kind of like societal norm at sure. this point so i thought it was really interesting because Very. i was like i don't think it's the right place for me mm-hmm. i mean not to you know air too much of my own dirty laundry but I'm like I, I know what porn looks like I understand that there are a lot there's a lot of variety mm-hmm. but I also understand the stereotypical porn that she's talking about mm-hmm. and how it can make women feel super inadequate sure and men too I'm actually surprised it took so long for someone to do something like this because I feel like yeah like there's I mean I know there's a some sub genres of porn but yeah I mean I feel like uh 
I don't know. I mean, I like it when someone talks dirty. Maybe I like the audio. Maybe you will. <laughs> Quinn might be the place for you, Heather. But yeah, I guess I, 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 yeah, I don't want to dismiss it outright because that wouldn't be fair. And I do think that it's a very interesting approach. I also just don't know what it is. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we're just like reading like erotica fiction. And, and there's got to be some kind of visual like on, like how do they you know, on the website or like what, what are the visuals that they use? I, I, yeah, I mean, I know, it's interesting. This is, this is, this the whole thing's brand new. I mean, it's just like a black screen with like music or something. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's sort of like if you strip the visuals out of it and, and again, like I'm, you know, going back to stereotypes, but the stereotype is always like men are more visual than women. Women yep. are more kind of feely, touchy yep. feely and men kind of, you know, want to see stuff. Mm-hmm. And that again is, is not, uh, you know, across the board, always the case, but I think there is something to the, you know, females get weirded out by this stuff. And Mm -hmm. it's not because, like, you know, if you're paying attention to porn, you're some sort of deviant and you should feel bad about yourself. Sure. But it's not a one-size-fits-all type of a thing. No, and, you know, um, I I do appreciate that, um, you know, it's uh, purely, yeah, like, I... (laughs) Um, I do. I, I, I threw a curveball on this whole thing, yeah, did, didn't no, I? No, no, no. Yeah. I was actually going to say that. Heather, um, think more about porn without visuals. I, like, uh, well, I, my, my my imagination is running wild right now. It's kind of in the gutter. But what I was going to say is, bring back the imagination. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like so much stuff is is spoon fed to us. Like I would, it'd be kind of cool to look at a black screen and just hear audios and uh, audio and. Uh, imagine, you know, something in your own head. I think that's pretty cool, actually. I like it. We will revisit Quinn we will. at another time because, again, this is something that they, they just got some 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 media love this week, so this is something that came across my little desk, and I just was, you know, as soon as I read it, I was like, well, I know what I'm talking about on Have Such a Good Day, episode 37. Your little desk with your big computer. <laughs> Correct, yeah. If anybody <laughs> is watching our video version and thinks, wow, Sarah's computer is... Slightly bigger than usual because, yes, this is a circuit. Comically large. 2010, 17-inch MacBook that I'm using because my other MacBook screen no longer works. And there's a whole external monitor thing. And it's an absolute shit show. You just, I thought last week was your big tech problem week. I guess this week is, too. It just keeps going. It's like there, one thing after the next. I'll find a solution. <laughs> then there's a new problem. Yep. And then I find a solution. And then there's a new problem. And then Otis <laughs> is, like, you know, wagging his tail, breaking wine glasses left and right. It's a fun time to be in the lane. <laughs> residence Heather I'll tell you what oh I know I, I know I hear all these stories um well it, maybe it would be worse if you had a child so well, oh, you God. I mean you have a dog child but a real child speaking of ch- children yeah um, a, a human child I don't know do you get lost in the subreddits like do you or do you use reddit a lot uh yeah well uh daily tech news show ha- we have a subreddit um which we um we we use to to find out what stories are interesting mm-hmm. to other people mm. So that's something that I'm actually in my DTNS subreddit on a daily basis. Um, but yes, I also go into the Reddit black hole often mm-hmm. because if anyone has ever asked a question online about anything in the whole world, there's some sort of Reddit thread about it somewhere. Oh, absolutely. That's just, that's just the way it goes at this point. Well, I stumbled upon one um, that's uh, child-free. Um, okay. And the reason why it interests me, so it apparently has about... N- n- like. Almost half a million subscribers, so 486,000. I I found it really interesting. And what they're doing is they're voluntarily child-free people um, who feel that, you know, you know how, so let me take a step back. Um, Things have changed. 
Um, back in the day, up until fairly recently, I feel like there has been, um, you know, let's take online dating, for example. There's not as much stigma now, but there was when it first started. It was kind of like, oh, you met online? Mm, like, that's not a yeah, good like, story. Did you, did you have to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like it yeah, was sort of last resort. And then, you know, I always kind of prided myself. No, actually, we met at this party, and there's a funny story, and this happened. But sure. you don't have those stories when you meet online, and, and I think it created the stigma. Well, nowadays, time has, uh, has gotten on our side. It's not a huge deal. I feel like things are happening right now with, like, de- making the conscious decision in this day and age to not have a child. But I think for a long time, you know, you know, you're a spinster if you don't you're if you're a woman, you're a spinster if you don't have a child. There's a lot of these like negative connotations. A lot of people with children um, you know, are constantly like, so when are you going to have a when are you going to have a kid? Oh, you don't want one now? Well, you're going to want one eventually. Trust right. me. Yeah. You know, and like a lot of these people are kind of up in arms like, "Well, you know what? That's not true. I'm not going to regret my choice. I am voluntarily child-free." Um, you know, it, it, this, this kind of thing, there's like an immediate sort of outrage, even from total strangers who have kids and think, wait, you don't want kids. And this whole group, this is what they're talking about. And it's, I, I went down a rabbit hole. I thought it was super interesting. A lot of these people are kind of like, you know, economic stuff, you know, economic woes, environmental concerns, political unrest. I mean, there's a lot of these really substantial issues in the world now that has helped sort of create the subreddit really a lot of these people are saying stuff like we have 12 years until the planet is an apocalyptic hellscape and you know i some of them are a little overly dramatized but i found it really cool uh that these people have kind of banded together to sort of like you know what this is what i believe this is what i want i don't care what everybody else says Mm -hmm. and um i don't know I, i was curious to hear your thoughts well um we kind of touched on this a little bit last week but uh yeah i'm you know, I I very much understand, and I've been on both sides of this. Like, yeah. I know a, uh, a couple of couples who have been together, whether they're married or not, but, you know, in committed, serious, we're together forever kind of relationships. And, like, I have asked in the past, like, oh, are you guys not going to have kids? Yeah. And, you know, sometimes someone will kind of, they'll give you, a, like, a vague answer, and I immediately go, like, you know what? That wasn't right of me to ask. Yeah. Because... They might not be able to. Sure. There might be a story. It might just be an uncomfortable topic. Mm -hmm. There are all sorts of reasons why you kind of like, it's okay to ask, but it's also something you kind of want to think about Mm -hmm. because nobody owes you a a very personal explanation about something that is a very personal decision. You could be going through IVF for five years. Exactly. You know, like there's a lot of, right. Yeah. Why don't you want kids? Yeah. Like imagine, you know, you don't want to hear that question. But um, yeah, I, I, I do not have children. I I feel like my life is very full with with my my two pets that I do have. Um, I sometimes wish that you know my mom was a grandma because we're getting to the point where like probably that's not happening. Yeah. Not that she like gives me a hard time about it, but I'm like she probably just always thought she would be. Yeah. And she isn't. Yeah. You know. So that's that's something that factors into things. But yeah, for the most part, I I find the um, the, you know, assumption that having kids is normal and not having kids is like, okay, but not normal. Mm-hmm. And what's your explanation for that? That tires me the fuck out. I know it totally does. And it's funny. A lot of these people are like, you know, they're, they, you have to like fight for what you believe in. And one of the, one of the guys was like, well, someday someone said to them, well, someday you're going to get bored of just partying all the time and want to have a family. And he's just like, I don't, 
I don't even party. Yeah, you know? that, like that's I not... want to see the world. I want to eat amazing food. I want to work on projects, enjoy hobbies, play video <laughs> yeah. games for hours. It's like... I'm never going to get bored. I'm never going to want kids, you know, just like back off. Right. You know, there's a lot of the world is fascinating. I mean, if you if you ever find yourself bored, it's, yeah. it's a crazy, crazy well, thing to feel because I, there's so much to do. I think the underlying message that that person was saying to the other person is having kids means that you're not ready or uh, not having kids means that you're not ready to grow up. Yeah. And, and you're selfish because, because that's what growing up is, is, mm-hmm. you know, you you become someone's parent. Yep. So stop partying all the time. I actually think and I know many of my friends who have kids who are wonderful people um, of course. listen and watch the show. So, you know, I will preface this by saying I love you all very much. But having kids to me mm-hmm. is often like, I mean, you might as well just like go back to preschool yourself. <laughs> you know, everything is kind of about poo-poo and pee-pee and yeah. it, reading like really lame books, <laughs> you know, and like it, it, it's and, it, and it's cute because it's a kid. But like your life like it you comes ha- that yeah. you regress a lot yeah. because you're trying to like get on your kids level absolutely and i find that um i i i just have like a shelf life mm-hmm. with that stuff where, yeah. like after a couple of hours where i'm like i can't do like patty cake stuff anymore like i want to talk to like i don't know an adult again and like on the weekends you're going to the zoo and you're doing like kid related kid activities stuff. yeah and painting bowls and whatever kids do but and, and, and again if you're enthusiastic and you're loving it and you love your kid and you want them to you know learn and grow and everything it's like that's awesome and we're not poo-pooing no certainly not no pun intended but i do kids. i do it does grind my gears a little bit yeah. when someone kind of insinuates that you're just not you're kind of like peter pan mm-hmm. if you're not like doing the biology thing with kids and that's why i love that i think this is gonna open things up a bit you know people talking online this many people half a million people talking about this yeah it will you know it's it's kind of like everything that's happening in the world it's like be who you want to be everybody has their own path and let people you know it's like forcing religion on someone i mean let people believe what they want to believe and live their own lives you know, uh, takes all kinds, but uh, I thought it was pretty cool. I so did, you guys, yeah. But before we move on, just real quick, you you did mention at the beginning of of this topic that you know the idea that some people are sort of like being childless is going to be easier when the world goes to hell, and I know that that's very apocalyptic. Uh-huh. And like, I don't know if you read the road or not, but that's you know that oh, my mind always goes to like you know the 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 worst case scenario, mm-hmm. but that does kind of factor into my stuff because I'm like absolutely I'm just trying not to get skin cancer man like I don't <laughs> like you know imagine like and then there's another person we're gonna run out of water the polar bears are dying like it 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 is scary it is scary it's scary to 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 bring up a little life in a world that is it's not guaranteed and then like the whole totalitarian thing like the handmaid's tale and the uh-huh. she loses her kid I know it's I know a lot of it is is a little over the top but there's some rumblings of things, and and it and it, it could get scary. Rumble, so. rumble, <laughs> rumble, rumble. Anyway, you guys, I want to know what you guys think. That's the most important part of this. Yes. So please email us at hi at have such a good day dot com. Check out our website have such a good day dot com. Uh, I wanted to read one quick email, um, and then we're going to wrap the show. Um, this is from a David Morrison. He's one of our new patrons. Hi, David. Hi, Dave. I enjoyed the dating story, Sarah. I was, it was personal and honest. I would love the show to feel like we're all sitting around a table having an easy conversation. I assume that he, he, the dating story he's referencing is the one where I never actually met the crazy man. 
uh-huh. who went on a mental binge yeah. before I met him. Yes. Well, uh, I will, <laughs> if I know myself, I will have more material for you coming up soon. He also said congratulations on the car and wanted to know uh, if you leased it or purchased it. Leased it. I'm a leaser uh, because I can't commit to anything. However, I will say <laughs> that I love that car. I've never loved a car so much. Um, what to, about your Saab? Uh, you l- love that car? Well, you know, it's funny because I have a Volvo now. Saab and Volvo, both Swedish companies. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not the same. But um, I loved that Saab. And Saab has sort of... is is It ended in a Saab story. It did, sort of. Yeah, if you've got a Saab now, it's your parts are going to be real expensive because it's not actually a company more. But Volvo is thriving. And there are a lot of just like adorable things about it that I liked about my Saab also. Mm. It's quirky. Neat. Yeah, Scandinavian. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I love... I gotta check it out. Let's go for a spin. Love, love, love the car, David, if you're in the market. um, And, you know, I don't know. You have the same aesthetic uh, style as me. You'll like this car. But it's big. Yeah. it's It's a big ride. I'm still kind of like figuring out like... Like, I've hit a couple curbs where I'm like, oh, yeah, I should have taken that turn a little wider. <laughs> we are a small person. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Um, well, you guys, um, this has been uh, a grand old time. And for you watching the video version, we are outdoors and it's a beautiful day. So we're going to go and uh, seize it. So yes. wherever you are and whenever you are, we hope you have such a good day. We sure do. I'm Sarah. I'm Heather. And talk to you next week. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 